Hello everybody, you're welcome to today's episode of our journey. As always, I just want to say thank you so much for, you know, listening, for joining, for the interaction as always. Um, And we're just going to get right into what we're talking about today. As you all know, we're talking about this thing called closure. So while I was having my me time this week, I came across a passage. It made me spiral into, you know, deep thoughts about so many things. And we ended up here on the podcast as always. Have you ever had an experience where you feel like you need closure on the matter? Like maybe someone walked out on you without any explanation and you grew apart. You lost a family member without having the chance to say goodbye. You got rejected from that company without any reasons, any feedback, anything of that sort. Anything where you feel like, ugh, I mean, I feel like I didn't have my say or I didn't have my day in court on this particular issue. And I've had quite a few experiences like that very recently. And yeah, that's why we're going to be talking about this. So stay tuned and let me know your thoughts. Um, Just a very, very clear disclaimer before we go on is I'm not saying closure is good. I'm not saying closure is bad. I'm not saying that thoughts are not valid. I mean, there are different contexts and circumstances that do occur and we feel like I must have closure and it only makes sense for me to have closure. Um, And I'm not disputing that. I just want us to have a chat um, about the little musings that go on in my head, especially with ABBA. So, what is closure? Um, I had a look at some definitions and it says having a sense of understanding, peace and accepted finality of the relationship, assuming it's a relationship, whether it's ended because of loss, rejection or growing apart. In all honesty, this is not a bad thing to desire because at times it's really good to know what's up and deal with it rather than having assumptions like okay maybe he meant this maybe she meant this maybe this was the case with this the thing with assuming is that we always choose the worst case scenario <laughs> let's be honest and because it's an assumption it's it's unfinished business it sort of pops in our heads every now and then like an unclosed tab an unpaid debt or an outstanding issue um I don't know, my sister has this laptop where she has almost like 50 tabs opened at the same time. And when we're seeking closure for quite a few things going on in our lives, we seem to have so many tabs um, running in the background of our minds. And you know, the thing with having tabs open is that sometimes it just makes you slow. You can't really focus on one thing at a time. You'll be swinging from you know, one one tab to another. At times, especially for things that have ads or um, sound, you just hear a sound popping up from somewhere and you're not just able to figure out like which tab is it, which tab is this coming from, you know? And that's that's the thing about on on closed tabs. So we have so many tabs open and even if we like to deny that we have dealt with it, come on, it's still on open. And Frederick spoke about this last night and he said that time will reveal all things. And while I still agree with him, I also think time helps us find a good coping mechanism and accept our own version of the story as the truth. But it doesn't necessarily close that tab. It doesn't necessarily give us the closure that we think we need. The tab is still sort of open. And I think for me, closure is anything that happens or any conversation we have or whatever that makes us close that tab in our head that makes us know that okay this is done i've dealt with this and i can move on 
and anything that doesn't result in that for me is a coping mechanism no matter how long it takes and that, that's the way i think about it but anyways why do we feel the need to get closure before we move on <sighs> at times we think we need closure but what we really desire or what we really want is our own day in court we need to table our own version of the story to question the other person's side of the story to fill in the gaps and at times you just want revenge for all the pains we've had to go through and while this is valid i hate that the closure that i desire and i seek is 100 percent dependent on the other person being willing to come to court to talk about the situation assuming it's a courtroom <laughs> just that person saying oh yeah let's talk about it until the day we all decide to have a round table then that tab remains open forever that feels like putting myself in prison and handing over the keys to someone else who is at liberty to show up when they like and i find that very um i don't know it's just giving someone too much responsibility for my life um and for things that happen in my head and i'm speaking about this from a lot of experience of needing closure on so many things that have happened or happening in my life at the moment with um, people circumstances relationships death my relationship with god so i'm not just talking like you know someone who's never experienced this before or someone is like do this or do that it's been a journey for me with closure but then what if they actually came to court to give us the closure what if you know they actually show up what if they're there what if they're ready and like oh yeah let me give you the closure that you need the thing is from my experience with closure i may not necessarily agree with their side of the story they may not accept mine and from past experiences that has broken me more than the matter itself even if i get my revenge even if i get the revenge you know that i want the feeling doesn't go away even if this person gets hit by a bus and dies and you feel like ah finally that's done but that heart doesn't die along with them you know that they're dead doesn't mean like oh now i can move on with my life that's what we think will happen but most times not really you know and the pound of flesh we we get it can't feel the vacuum in us it can't make up for the lost times it can't make us make up for the the vacuum yes at times you may feel lucky enough to gain clarity you know like when when the person comes up and you guys have a conversation about it you may have that clarity like okay what i was assuming was not right and we feel angry you know you know and we try to be defensive and we try to be like okay you take this part of the blame and i take this part you know sometimes you get gain clarity and what we were assuming was right and we're like yes i'm right so what what next you know what we do with the clarity that we get after the closure is even more important than the closure itself you may get clarity and be like based on my clarity i never really want to you know get out of my life i hate you you know and we go down the drain of unforgiveness we may get the clarity and you know god helping us we move on um, but one thing i've also realized is when it comes to closure it's very important how we arrive at that destination and the state of our minds when we get to the courtroom to argue this case I really would enjoy closure from a place of me being healed because most times when I've gone, you know, face to face with someone who I'm having issues with, in that moment, it's still a lot of venom coming out of me. 
it's still a lot of um, spitting fire, like I'm right and you're wrong. And it's a lot easier to deal with closure when you've dealt with the matter yourself and when it's been dealt with internally. And then whatever the person says, whether it's good or bad, you're able to like deal with it. But anyways, um, while going through a lot of issues with closure, Abba took me on a journey. And when I say Abba, I mean God. <laughs> because someone's asked me before. Um, yeah, Abba means God. And the first thing was accept what has happened as part of a journey. It was a learning curve and I'll be okay on the other side. So um, it was a bitter pill to chew for me. But that was the genesis of my journey of getting closure, irrespective and independent of the other party. It's accepting that, you know, this this has happened to me. Um, it's a learning curve. It's something I need to learn from. And whatever the case, however this turns out, I'll be okay on the other side. Having that kind of mindset helped me move on from that victim mentality. <laughs> Um, the next thing was self-reflection. You know, I've talked about victim mentality already. Um, check me out, going ahead of myself. Um, I'm learning to take responsibility for everything that happens to me, not blame responsibility. I think they're two different things. How would I have acted differently? Is there something I could have done better? What would I do differently? Was God speaking to me about this particular issue and I didn't hear? Is there something I need to prayerfully adjust in my character? You know, sometimes when we don't self-reflect, we are very, very prone and very quick to see ourselves as the victims of whatever thing that has happened. We see that, you know, the other person is 100% to blame and we don't, we didn't take part in anything that made the whole thing go wrong. You know, self-reflection allows you to objectively see where you could have done better, objectively see where, you know, this is okay. I I accept that this has happened. It's painful. It's annoying. Um, and I'm just talking about this from an angle of relationship. When it comes to um, maybe issues like death and, um, yeah, death. And people don't have that closure of like maybe saying goodbye to a loved one from the person who's gone. But I think self-reflection also allows us to remember lovely memories as well with the person. Um, helps us to look on the brighter side of the relationship. I know sometimes with death, like things go off and you didn't get the chance to say this, you didn't get the chance to say that. Um, but I'm sure there are amazing moments and times that you know you had had with this person. There must be like memories that you could keep and treasure, and also things you can learn from that relationship with the person that you can foil into other relationships as well. So I think self-reflection is still very valid in any circumstance we find ourselves that requires closure. And thirdly, God um, thought, taught me and is still teaching me to have mercy on people. For all the foolish mistakes I've made in my life, God has always shown me so much mercy. He has cut the slack for me and quite frankly, there's nothing anyone will do to me that matches the crucifixion of the cross, <laughs> which is taking God back, Jesus back to the cross again. Um when when we look at it from an angle of having mercy on people it's saying that you know what you messed up and i have the right to you know be angry and mad but i'm just going to show you mercy not because you're a great person but because god shows me mercy daily so i'm actually going to extend that to you i'm going to extend that to person as well 
and this doesn't necessarily always mean that we're going to go back into you know relationship with that person or go back to the, the way things were i think dealing with closure from this point of view is more for our own sanity and more for our work and relationship with god more for our own health and healing and everything related to us more than the other person so it's it's important that we try to apply the mercy of god to that person to that situation um look at it from an angle of christ you know if it's like a job interview that you had and didn't come back to you on it um it may just be that you know something else is coming it may actually just mean that god wants you to redirect our eyes to him as a source and while i was in the shower the other day i was just thinking about how sometimes the closure we desire from people the thing we think we need from people is actually because we've idolized um those people and that circumstance over god so um i remember there was a friend of mine who like we sort of grew up at and it hurt so so bad like i, I couldn't figure it out i couldn't understand that i i felt really bitter about it like wait why what like you know why is this happening and God started to open my eyes to see ways where I had made this person, you know, a God in my life. And um, it was just an avenue for me to just return back to God. And it's really important, even sometimes where we want some jobs or some things so, so, so desperately, you know. And God is like, you're looking to this thing as the source why don't you come to me and let me fill that vacuum, you know, for you. So whichever way it goes out to you, I think there's an element of God wanting to fill that vacuum of closure that we feel needs to be filled by someone who just walked away. I remember um, someone told me that they had a very, very terrible relationship with their mom um, and one that they couldn't, they couldn't fathom why she acted or behaved the way she did. And while there was so much anger brewing inside of the person, God was like, why don't you let me be your mother? Why don't you let this person be and allow me to be your mother? Why don't you allow me cover up for this person? Many times we think that Christ came and died just for me because he loves me so much. And we don't think that he's come to die for the other person as well. We don't think that he's come to pay the price for the other person's sins. And so when people sin against us or when people do things that hurt us, we should also remember that Christ has paid the price for them. And um, I had this funny analogy in my head the other day that if someone pisses me off, you know, if someone does something to me that I don't like, rather than going to the person all the time to, you know, you did this to me, how dare you, how dare you. I'm just going to build God, you know, I'm going to build Jesus, builds on you, Jesus, (laughs) you know. Um, like I just assume I just believe that of course Christ has died for this person you know he's paid the price for this person so I'm just going to get my bill of him so when I talk about closure I'm not saying that you're going to look at the person tomorrow and give the person a hug but for every time you look at that person you know you build Jesus you're like okay Jesus you died for this person I'm going to tap into what you've done for this person and let this person go and the more you see this person, the more you think about the situation, you take some more, you know, 
allow God to pay the price again, allow him to pay the price again. Look at the price he paid. And it's very, very similar to, you know, every time we sin and people say, oh, Christ is there. And anytime God looks at our mess and our situation, he looks at Jesus, he looks at the cross, you know, he looks at the cross. It's limitless, even if it happens a thousand times. God still looks at the cross. He still sees Jesus. So when, you know, we look at the person who has hurt us, who has annoyed us, we should we should see Jesus. We should see that Jesus has paid the price, not just for us, but also for this person, also for this situation. And, and lastly, one thing I have learned is that God is enough. For opportunities I've lost, for relationships I've lost, for family relations who died without any explanations at all, God reminded me I am enough and I should be content with him. Um, yeah, God is enough. People would walk out on our life, you know, walk out on us. Um, we would lose relationships, we would lose opportunities, we would lose things, but it should all bring us to a place of contentment. Where even if we lose everything, you know, we should be content in God. Imagine Job... Um, <laughs> He says, even though he slay me, yet will I praise him. There's that contentment when no matter what happens, you know, no matter what leaves us, we're still content with God. Job lost everything. Imagine he never really had that, you know. I don't know if he really got the closure on why did this happen or not. But we could see that he was content with God. Um, no, no, no amount of closure, no matter how valid, can fill the vacuum like he does. And the very first day I listened to this song, Jaira, by Maverick City Music, that was all he told me. Jaira, you are enough, and I will be content in every circumstance. You are Jaira, you are enough. That was how that song came to me. I never really thought about it, like, you know, God, you know, provision of anything. I just really thought in that season of my life that despite everything that was going on around me, things I didn't understand, explanations I didn't have, opportunities I didn't really have to like explain to people what was going on, I just felt like, God, you're enough. Your view of me is enough. The fact that you know me is enough. The fact that you're walking through me and in me is enough. The fact that I know that I'm not perfect and I'm a work in progress is enough. And just being content with that is okay. Because in our bid to try to change everybody's mind and try to explain everything to everybody, we lose track of ourselves, you know. But Christ is the pound of flesh that we desire. He has paid it all, not just for us, but for the person and for the circumstance that has happened. So let's accept what he's done and let's not be a prisoner of closure. You know, I feel it's like chasing the wind and it's something we need to stop doing. Um, yeah. So this thing called closure, is it really, you know, something we can do without? Is there a better way for us to deal with it? When we talk about closure, do we think we need it from the person or is something that we actually need to internalize and deal with with God? And when we do it the God way, even when we finally get the chance to meet the person, sometimes we don't feel the need for the explanation anymore. And I, I really, really want that to be where I get to with quite a lot of things that 
or tabs I'm currently working on with God, I, I actually don't feel like I need an explanation anymore. <laughs> like I, I really just want to move on and be like, you know what, it's fine. Whatever you think, whatever you say, why it happened, whatever the case, it's fine. So let me know, what do you think about it? Have you ever had any similar situations where you're walking through getting closure? Do you feel like, you know, there's something that's happened in your past that you're trying to um, get some closure about that you feel you can't move on like you're stuck in that relationship and you've tried your best? Let's have a chat about it. So thank you so, so much for listening as always. Um, It's been such a pleasure um, speaking with you all tonight. And until next time, keep enjoying your journey. Bye-bye.